Good evening, everybody. Michael D. here again. And we got a great story for you tonight. Yep. Ron DeSantis. He threw his hat in the ring. He's going to run for the president. Well, I'll tell you what. Like always, we're going to kick it over to our number one reporter, Scott Mansfield. Scott? Hey, how's it going, everybody? Good to talk to you. And probably everybody in the world knows that Ron DeSantis is running for president after the last couple of months where he's actually been in all the polls and how can he not run for president, right? He's been the, the second front runner to Trump this whole time. <laughs> he hasn't even been running yet. I can't imagine what he might do now that he's running, right? Mm-hmm. But anyway, he announced it on Twitter. And he's 44 years old. He took the official step of filing the paperwork correctly with the Federal Election Commission to run for president. And he's had quite a quote. Um, where, well, not a quote, but what he said on Twitter is he announced it. And that um, they have that thing on Twitter where you can play videos and stuff, Twitter spaces. And I guess he did an interview with um, Elon Musk. But... It says, Ron DeSantis, the arch-conservative culture warrior, Florida governor, who ironically saw his political career take off by defending and channeling former President Donald Trump, has decided to challenge him for the GOP presidential nomination. He made the announcement on Twitter just ahead of a scheduled Twitter Spaces conversation with Twitter chief Elon Musk, who has become popular on the right since taking over the platform. DeSantis' use of Twitter as a platform for his announcement is almost certainly pointed at the former president. And this is what, what he had to say. I'm running for president to lead our great American comeback. He tweeted along with the video. Riding the ship requires restoring sanity to our society, normalcy to our communities, and integrity to our institutions. Truth must be our foundation and common sense can no longer be an uncommon virtue. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. In Florida, we proved that it can be done. He said in the video, we choose facts over fear, education over indoctrination, law and order over rioting and disorder. We held the line when freedom hung in the balance. And I have to say, I was really surprised at how Ron DeSantis stood his ground and did what was right, and there were not very many other governors in this country that were willing to do the right thing during that pandemic. Most of them just caved, you know, but a few of them were, were okay, but DeSantis, I think, was the best, you know? I agree with you. He was the best out of all the choices that we ever had. But, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah, he stood his ground very well. I agree with him. Uh, would be great if he could run for president, but only maybe accept the vice presidency. That would be great. And Donald Trump as president. Imagine that. Yeah, I'd love to see. Wow, that would be an ass-kicking quinella there. I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. What do you think about it? I think that would be great. I mean, if it came down to it where Trump won the primary and everybody else um, is going to be more and more people getting on the on the ballot, so to speak, and everything, but when it gets down, to, I think there was 19 last time Trump ran. I never saw so many candidates in my life. A debate stage with the, the audience on the stage, right? Right. <laughs> but um, anyway, um, if it came down to where Trump won the nomination and he had to pick a running mate, I think it would be awesome if you picked the status because I think they are friends. I mean, Trump lives in Florida, you know, and um, they speak the same language as far as America first and 
DeSantis is the politician, and he could take over after Trump and have another eight-year run, you know? I think that would be solid. It would be a solid country that yeah, way. Yeah, I do too. But the uh, question is, will America want it that way? You the people. You're the one with the power. You're the ones that can put President Trump back in the driver's seat and Ron DeSantis in the presidency seat. I think with that kind of quinella right there in that order, I think we would most definitely have an ass-kicking government. Todd? Yeah, we'd be respected around the world again instead of being the laughing stock. <laughs> <laughs> Banana Republic, whatever the heck we are right now. <coughs> oh, Excuse nice. me, but somebody's not in the driver's seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no it's, someone's never been in the driver's seat. <laughs> let's, let's just get it straight. <laughs> no one's been in the driver's seat since the get-go. I know. I, I still don't understand why would an 80-year-old man or plus want to run for presidency. No, he's probably being forced to do it. If you don't do it, we're going to take your firstborn child and, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, what's he going to do? He, he's not doing anything right now. Somebody else is doing all the string pulling, you know, and like you're just a puppet and we're doing all the work here, you know. Well, I can understand that, yeah. That's yeah. what that's what politics are. Most Who, who, pulls, yeah. the red, who pulls red string gets the job done. But, um, you know, I'm just, I was like, I like Trump. I like what he stands for. I understand and I agree that somewhere along the line that it, he didn't do some things right. But y'all have to understand that former President Trump is the type of person who's used to sitting in big meetings and getting his way. Okay. So if he doesn't speak to you in the right tone, run, just shake it off. Don't worry about it. Okay? Shake it off. Don't worry about it. And go on with the next topic. You know? But as as luck would have it, the House backslash Congress did not want him in, in office no longer because when the oil started coming down, the price of the oil started coming down, the... All the representatives and everybody who had oil stock started losing a lot of money. How can they really get rid of the problem? You get rid of Donald Trump. That was how they looked at it. Scott? Well, you know, one, one of the things that he did that nobody else has ever done was made us energy independent, which was, like, unbelievable. And, I mean, in the border is a simple, a simple fix for him. Of course, that's impossible for Biden. But, um... Depends where your priorities are, right? But, um, you know, he, he really wants what's best for the country. And he may rep some people the wrong way, and there's all these rumors out there and the negative 90% press stuff that people fall into because that's all they watch is mainstream media and get nothing but, you know, what all day. Um, they're not going to know the truth about anything, mm -hmm. and they're going to believe all those lies, and next thing you know, they're thinking all this all this stuff that's not even true because they, they, you know, they shouldn't even be allowed to, to broadcast absolute lies about people. It's just terrible. Well, don't forget there, Scott. Most of these uh, mainstream medias, when they video something 
they just can't go on the air with that video they shot. It has to go to what they call the cutting room floor. And this person edits what he thinks or she thinks is good enough to put on the air. Which again leaves America in the dark about some topics. Now my question is, is that properly done? Is it proper to do that to people? I say hell no it's not. You know, America should know the truth about everything and how your government's being run. What do you think about it, Scott? I think that there should be some laws in place to punish reporters if they're reporting a story falsely and they don't come back and report it correctly. Like, look what the CIA and the FBI have done. They've become a weapon, a political weapon, to, you know, literally try to force an election, which they did. They were major election interferers. I mean, they, they suppressed the Biden, um, Hunter Biden laptop and all this kind of stuff. I mean, that's that kind of stuff can't be allowed to go on. There's got to be consequences. There's got to be, you know, penalties for false reporting. They can't, people can't just say whatever they want. And, you know, oh, freedom of the press, I can say what I want. That, I mean, that doesn't make sense. I, as well, I can see there being freedom, but to, to lie and, and to mis misrepresent, I mean, you can get sued for stuff like that. Why should people get away with it on, on the you know television you know that's true you're right no one should be able to get away with it but they do why they're misleading the whole country down the wrong path and it's just not right but why are they misleading they need ratings to go up so they pick the most goriest story that they can find and they'll air that for ratings now me yeah. you and everybody else here we don't care about ratings, okay? We really don't. Instead, we care about the truth, and that's what we—that's what we deal with every day. You know, as I said once before, if we get the story wrong, we will be the first to admit the truth and that we got it wrong. Scott? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I don't want to misrepresent anything. If I said something that wasn't accurate and somebody brought it to my attention, I. First, they get in line and say, "Hey, you know what? We made a mistake. You know, it wasn't 170 million; it was 170 billion." You know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. But again, I'm uh, I'm going to say this again before we sign off. I'm going to say, if he's President Biden is such a great president, okay, why isn't he helping his own people in his own state? States plural form. Okay? Yeah. Now, instead. You help other countries. I don't understand that in the least. I think the biggest atrocity is that New York mayor that's filling hotels and kicking out vets and letting the homeless stay there for four months and paying their way and sticking vets in the street. I mean, th those people served our country. They should be given a king's ransom and, and a you know have a free place for life. Mm -hmm. They shouldn't be kicked out. And that's just and, and Biden just says Biden does nothing. You know. Well, I would like to put the shoe on the other foot for a minute, okay? Mm -hmm. Ask yourself this question. You turn it around, and they're living there. The, the foreigners are living there, and then the vets come along and say, Can I live here? See how fast the door may get slammed mm -hmm. in their face. Yeah. And the question is, is that right? No, absolutely no. not. One thousand percent wrong. I think Biden was absolutely wrong in what he did. He never should 
had the vets move out of the hotels. That was just totally wrong. And it shows me where his heart's really at. Well, he, he wasn't directly responsible for that, but it was, you know, he, he didn't do anything to stop it. You know, I mean, he, he could have done something, but um, that's just, you know, he doesn't care. It's like, <laughs> I think he's got China's middle name or something. Well, look, if President Biden cared that much, and he likes giving our, way, our money away so bad to foreign countries, then why don't he make an executive order for the government to pay the hotels that the vets were staying in, pay their pay their bill for them staying there. At least exactly. we, we know that the money will be going to a good cause at that time. That's right. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, it is time that we say goodbye. And tomorrow, we may get on our soapbox again. <laughs> With that being said, on behalf of Scott and myself and the rest of the podcast team, eat the power foods, stay in good health, and may God bless you and our troops. Good night. Good night, everybody, and thanks for listening. And we'll have to give equal time to the next candidate on our list. Maybe we should do um, Mr. Kennedy next. There you go. <laughs> See ya. I think you'd be a good choice. <laughs> <laughs>